This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. And thank you so much for joining us. Once again, I'm glad you are here. How are you doing? Huh? That's one of the first questions we should ask in any work towards justice is, how are you doing? And you know who you should be asking that question to? The opposing side. People who oppose your work for justice, ask them how they're doing. Put the human touch to it. Which takes us into our topic for today. Today I'm going to be talking about justice in the home. Pope Francis keeps reminding us that the home is the first society and that uh, 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 real society begins in the home and grows out from there. And unfortunately, many of our injustices happen in the home and not just the obvious ones like abusing the children or abusing our spouses or so on. But really, uh, a lot of injustices happen in little ways in the home. And so today I want to talk about home life. To you, this may actually end up sound like a counseling session, and maybe that's what you need is a good old-fashioned counseling session. Who knows? And this one's for free, so how's that? But uh, really, what I want to talk about is how to live in the home life. I uh, I have a family, and it's tough day-to-day living in the family, but it's also enjoyable. But it's tough because you've... First of all, with the husband and wife, you've got two people coming together with two different experiences in life, two different mindsets coming together as one. And then it's tough when you bring children along because children come with their own mindsets and ways of looking at things. And so what can happen is if we're not paying attention, we can end up living and oppress unjustly and oppressing each other. And I want to talk about the various ways we can do that oppress each other in the home, but also I want to talk about the positive side of things is how we can have a just home because we cannot work towards a just society if we don't live out justice at home. Again, remember, justice is creating a society where everyone equally has the chance to thrive. Well, that's, uh, you know applies to the home as well. You know, what can happen is sometimes the husband can be dominating over the wife, not allowing her to thrive, and the wife, vice versa, can be dominating to the husband, not allowing him to thrive, and we can be overrunning our children, not allowing them to thrive in their own right. So there's all these dynamics playing out in the home. And so, let's talk about it. First of all, let's talk about the relationship between the husband and wife. As men, I want to talk to men first. As men, we're kind of rough by nature. And that's okay. It's how God made us. We, we're the ones 
that uh, in the creative order who do the, the physical labor, I mean, physical hard work, the stuff that requires muscle and power. And, and two, we can work the land. doesn't mean women can't do those things, too. I've met plenty of women, physically tough. Uh, and they know how to work the land and know how to do that. But but uh, men tend to be the ones doing the really hard physical lifting and working those things that requires real muscle power. And because of that, it requires us to be a little rough as men. You got to be uh, to do those kinds of things. However, what too often happens as we carry that into the home and we get rough with our wife. And I don't mean that we're necessarily physically beating her, but just with our words and our demeanor, we can be rough with her. But we got to remember what St. Peter talks about wives being like a, a precious vase, like a vessel. Uh, and, and you, you know, she can break easily by our roughness. Because women are feminine. And the feminine quality is the receiving quality. So when we're rough with her, she receives that roughness and it wounds her. Wounds her spirit. And so as men, we got to be careful not to be unjust with our wives by being rough with them. And our words... Uh, for example, we can be passive-aggressive with our wives. You ever done that? I know I have. Yeah, you say these little snippy remarks. You make these, these what they call passive-aggressive, where you're being aggressive, but you're disguising it in a nice way. But she knows what's going on, and it wounds her deeply. Or we, we make just harsh remarks to our wife. You've got to be careful not to do that. Because we're called by God as men to be gentle with our wives. To treat them like a piece of fine china, gently. I don't mean tiptoeing, walking on eggshells, but I'm talking about truly, lovingly, and tenderly speaking with her and relating to her. So we can create injustice that way. Other ways we can create injustice is because as men, we're called to be the leader of the home, and by because of that, we can have a tendency to take control of the home and not give our wives space to thrive. You see, justice is allowing everyone to thrive or the opportunity to thrive. And we don't often, as men, we can not, you know, let me just say it this way. As men, we can be kind of dumb sometimes. We can be blind and stupid to what's going on and not really understand our wives. But if we want to be awake and alert as men, then we will see the goodness in our wife. We will see her qualities and her strong points and give her the space to thrive in those things. Uh, and that can happen different ways by allowing her to pursue a career that's in her strong suit or just by allowing her to be involved in society in different ways that where her skills are developed and her skills are, are her skills are realized. So I encourage you to, as as a man to really pay attention to your wife and to to create an atmosphere in the home where she thrives. 
uh, I mentioned careers. I mentioned uh, uh, opportunities for her to be involved. But, you know, another way you can do that is just by not putting her down because of her qualities or making her feel stupid because of her qualities. You know, what can happen is we can, because her qualities and skills are not the same as ours, we can think that hers are dumb and ours are amazing. And we got to knock that off. We've got to be be uh, uh, supporters of our wives. We've got to be the cheerleaders, the ones who are, are cheering her on to be the very best that she can be. And I'm not going to give you a bunch of practical advice on this today. I just want, want to give you some general principles. And you use your imagination and be creative with how you can help your wife thrive. Now, let's flip the table. Let's talk to women now. So as I talk to you, as uh, if you're a woman who's listening, oftentimes women can stifle their husbands and they can keep their husbands from thriving. The fact is men are emotionally fragile. First of all, as men, we're generally not in touch with our emotions. And because of that, when we do experience emotion, we can be very fragile on that. And what happens is men want to be recognized for their heroic qualities. And when we uh, or when women make their husbands feel stupid for their ideas that they present, like a man will come up with an idea, and it may be a great idea if the woman would give him a chance to express it, or it may not be such a great idea, but he's excited to share it. And when women put their husbands down and, and shut them off and, and, and not allow them to express their ideas and carry out plans, then it stifles the man and it causes the man to shut down. That's why a lot of men are shut down in our world, because their wives have shut them down. <clears throat> and after a while, a man just gives up. Like, I'm not sharing my ideas anymore with her. I just give up because I feel stupid every time I do. As a woman, what you want to do is you want to cheer your husband on. Give him the space to share and to thrive. Even if his idea is not a great idea, that man wants permission to fail. Men are not actually afraid to fail. What men don't want to be told is that they are failures, you see. So men are okay with failing because it is from those attempts to do something and they fail that they learn what to do correctly so that they can succeed. For example, you take, uh, was it Thomas Edison that invented the light bulb? Man, after thousands of fails, he finally got a light bulb that worked. See, that's the way men are. We're okay with failing a thousand times, but what we're not okay with is not giving the opportunity to try and being told we're stupid before we even try something. Another way that women can create injustice towards their husband is to, to cut him off while he's speaking and to not uh, listen, to not really engage and be present with him and listen. Men want to be listened to. You know, men typically are the orators in society. They they share a lot with other men, but oftentimes they don't share a lot with their wives because the wife over the years may not have listened to him and been present with him. And the man knows, trust me, as a man, I know this. I know when my wife is not listening to me. I 
bit of frustrating, right? But at the same time, my wife gets frustrated with me when I'm not listening to her. In fact, she, she has the tendency to not shut down, just call me on it. And say, are you listening to me? You know. So we both do it uh, as husbands and wives. We, we're all guilty of it. <clears throat> at times, maybe we're tired. Maybe we're distracted by the kids or whatever. But somehow we've got to learn to listen and engage and hear each other again. So women... Creatively make space for your husband to thrive. Men, creatively make space for your wife to thrive. Now, if you want a cheat sheet on all this and how to do this, here it is. It's real simple. Here comes a huge download of rocket science. Are you ready for this? I'll start with the men first. Men, tonight, when you get home, ask your wife... First of all, how have I stifled you as a woman? And secondly, how can I help you thrive? Okay. First of all, make sure she's sitting down before you ask her that because it might really throw her off. (laughs) But yeah, simply ask her, how am I stifling you? How can I help you thrive? And the same thing, women, are you ready for this? This is rocket science. You're going to ask your husband... How have I stifled you? How can I help you thrive? Now, you may not get an immediate answer from your spouse, okay? That's okay. Because they may, it may throw them off. Maybe your spouse is so into the pattern of like, my spouse doesn't care that they're not ready to share. But just ask. And then maybe the next day remind them if they have an answer, say, honey, honey, I, I, I really want to know. The answer is, I want to get this right. They'll open up after a while. Okay? Now, another thing you can do as a spouse is pay attention to ways that you're stifling your spouse. Listen to your words. Listen to how they come out your mouth. Listen to what you're saying and how you're saying it. Listen, watch your body language while you're talking. Is is this an aggressive body language I'm using or is it a supportive receiving Body language. Now, some obvious ways we can create injustice in the home with our spouses is flat-out abuse. Abusive words, name-calling, bad attitudes, shutting them down, screaming at each other, physical abuse, emotional, sexual abuse of the spouse. Yeah. Having affairs, those are things that are obvious injustices. And if you're doing one of those things, stop. Stop now. Get help. Humble yourself. Tell your spouse, I have been dead wrong on this and I want to change and go get help. Okay? Because it is not fair to your spouse. It is, it, it is not fair. To your spouse to abuse your spouse. I don't care what your reason is or what they've done. It's not right. Now. One thing I want to say before I get into talking about the children is. When we're in the home. It is very important that we learn to practice confession and forgiveness. When we are acting 
unjustly towards our spouse, it is important that we get in the habit of confessing, and I mean sincere confessing. By the way, sincere confessing involves specificity. How do you like that for a big word? It means we, we need to be specific. Here is specifically what I did, and I am asking your forgiveness, and we need to be ready always to forgive. Now, there's many issues I could cover between husbands and wives, but that gets you started on the discussion and the thinking process. Now, what about children? Children bring in their own dynamics. I have grown children, children still in the home, and children come with their own dynamics. And what can happen with children is we fail to see the goodness in our children over a while, after a while, because first of all, we're, we're as one of the, the issues with families is we're up close and in, in each other's face. So it's easy to see our faults. The other thing is when you get to be an adult, especially after you've had several children and now you're older, so the younger kids are experiencing you as older parents, you're tired you know, especially you go to work all day, you're tired, you're tired from being of an older age. You're also just, you know, you've done this for so long, especially if you have a kid that's 20 and a kid that's five, right? You've, you've done this for so long that you're just done with it at this point. You're, 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 you're just tired by life, but you're tired at work. And then you've got the pandemic we're going through right now with the COVID-19 pandemic. And you're just, you're tired from that and all of the, the nonsense around it. You're, you, you just get exhausted. And children are energetic and they demand our attention. So what can happen from all of that is then we begin acting unjustly towards our children. So let me name some ways we can act unjustly towards our children. One is that we can can yell at our children. You know, sometimes our children push us to the point where we feel like that's our only option is to yell. But the fact is, we scream at our children. We may micromanage our children. We may nitpick them. We stifle them. We don't allow them to thrive as an individual and discover. So here's an important thing that you got to know as a parent is that so very important that your child is given the space and the chance to discover who they are, what they're good at, and to thrive in that. See, as children, as parents, we can get too involved in the whole crime and punishment drama. In other words, everything becomes a crime that's punishable by law. Instead of saying, okay, it's okay that my kid makes some mistakes. It's okay that my child gets annoying at times. It's okay. What matters is that they're given the chance to discover, understand what the world's all about, who they are, why they're here, you know, all of that. You know, one of the things I think that's important in the home is that your children are given the chance to know God. I think one of the grave injustices is that we don't teach our children about God. So I think spiritual practices in the home is of utmost importance. But in that discovering God, 
it's important that we guide our kids. I think what one of the injustices is we tell our kids what to believe and how to think about God rather than allowing them to discover who God is. So we act as guides, as shepherds, rather than dictators in a just home. So we're not telling our kids what to believe, what to think, but rather guiding them so that they understand the path of discovery to God. That doesn't mean we don't teach them truth. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is we're not stifling their imagination to thrive and grow. Because after all, as adults, we shouldn't know everything about God ourselves. We should still be in that journey of discovery about God, of who God is, experiencing God. So allow your kids those same experiences. Allow your kids to disagree with you on matters so that they can understand. You know, in our home, our kids are allowed to disagree. Why? Now, I don't just mean on spiritual things. I mean anything. They're allowed to disagree. Why? Because as in that disagreement, you can have a healthy discussion so that they discover the truth. And can I, this is something, too, that I've discovered with the children. And it's always hard to deal with. But there's been times where the kids, they uh, they've end up teaching me the truth. Awaken me and smack me upside the head with some of the brilliant things that kids can say. You know, kids are smart. They're not stupid. And sometimes kids will say things that are truth that you're like, as adults, like, how come I didn't know that until just now at this point in my life? But we can act unjustly by stifling our children, not allowing them to discover and grow. Yelling at our kids, uh constantly badgering them are injustices uh robbing them of opportunities i think other injustices is is spoiling our kids spoiling them giving them everything they want making sure they have all these worldly things you know in our home we don't have a television we don't uh you know we put limited screen time on the kids. Why? Because it's important to not spoil them and give them the worldly pleasures, but rather allow them to discover what's real and what's truth. Now, another way we can be unjust towards our children is by abusing them. Please don't ever allow yourself to get so angry at your child that you abuse them. If you have abused your children, again, Get help. Seek their forgiveness, but get help. Children are vulnerable, and because of that vulnerability, it's very easy to wound a child. Be careful. Be careful. When you need to punish or correct your children, make sure you do it in a way that's productive and that does not harm them. Because you see, as Pope Francis keeps reminding us, justice starts in the home. So what do you think? What struggles have you had? What successes have you seen? What are some ideas you could share with me how to create justice in the home? I want you to email me. The announcer, the end of our episode is going to give you the email address. I want you to email me. Share, because I love learning and hearing from people and having great discussions. But the main thing is work towards justice with your spouse and with your children.
Because after all, just homes create just societies. And the home is the place where you can create a just society right where you are. You've been listening to Common Sense on Social Justice with your host, Michael Davis. A common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.